Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday, featuring independent and emerging artists and bands from across Canada and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks for hanging out today. In the spotlight this week is Calgary, Alberta's pop country artist, Megan Dawson. It was so wonderful to catch up again. Of course, in this episode, you are going to get to learn a lot more about her. What gave her the confidence to start her music career about five years ago? How her variety of influences and inspirations from a few different genres have helped shape and find her sound and her direction of where she wants to go in her music? We also talk about how in an ever-changing music industry, how she stays authentic and true to herself and her songs. We also chat about her love of branding and marketing and video making, which ties in quite nicely with her career. And of course, we talk about her hobbies and her interests outside of music and so much more. It was such a great conversation. So fun. And of course, you are going to hear two of her songs. Her wonderful pop country song from a couple of years ago, Double Take, and her latest single that just came out a couple of weeks ago, The Stunning Influence. I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. First off, Megan, it is so wonderful to catch up with you again. It has been way too long. Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday. I really appreciate you having you here this afternoon. How's your week starting off so far? It's going pretty good, honestly. Like for a Monday, I can't complain getting work done. And it's definitely windy today, which I wish wasn't a thing. But overall, feeling good. Week is off to a good start. So <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, it is so windy out there today. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It was uh, kind of crazy. Like everything, like you try and open a door and it like tries to take you with it. And so it's like, oh my gosh. But um, how is your Monday going? <laughs> my Monday's been going pretty good. It's been pretty busy, lots of work to do, but I'd rather have a busy Monday than a slow Monday just to make it go by a little bit quicker. Yes, I am with you. It makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> For sure. Well, since this is the first time I've had you on One to Watch Wednesday, we kind of get to start the very beginning together and get to know you once again for a whole new audience. So we're going to go way back. So you've always loved music and you've always loved singing, but you didn't really tell anyone about it at the very beginning of your love for music and singing. It wasn't until about four or five years ago when you really caught the bug. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely kind of a, it's a cool experience, even like being where I'm at now and looking back on it. Cause it was one of those things I love music. I loved creating music or at least the concept of creating music. I knew that at some level, I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I wanted to create music in the way that the same way that the artists that I love have made me feel. And so it was one of those things where, you know, four or five years ago, picking up a guitar and just like teaching myself at my own pace and creating my own style. It just has created this whole new world for me that I have been able to express my feelings, emotions, and connect with people and understand myself even better as a person. And so since then, since being all scared to perform, now I've kind of been performing all throughout Alberta and recording and releasing music. And it's just kind of wild to think of where we started and where we are now. It has been a very cool journey, which we're going to continue to talk about, of course. And what gave you the confidence to come out and be like, yes, I love this. This is my jam and I am doing this. You know what? It was kind of funny because I feel like it's kind of continuously been this gradual growth of just like becoming more and more comfortable with it. But right out the gate, I was 
definitely terrified, but it was kind of the people that I was surrounding myself with at the time, they were very confident in music and performing. And when I was able to go and perform with this former band of mine, where we were going and playing stampede gigs, it was a lot of trial and error. I had no idea what I was doing. My confidence level was like a roller coaster. I had no idea what I was doing, but I feel like that was such a good starting point and just surrounding myself with people that were very confident in it. It made me like grow into that myself. And then over time, just kind of getting a little bit more comfortable on stage and just kind of talking to people about my music. It's been a total growth journey that I'm still on, but it's definitely like it's improved over the years, but I think it just takes stage time and just kind of practice overall. But yeah, it's kind of a continuous journey. (laughs) Well, even since I first met you, I think it was about four years ago now. Yeah. About four years ago now, I've seen your confidence grow on stage and in person and in interviews. And it has been such a wonderful journey to watch. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited to see where your future does take you. And I have been very fortunate to be a part of your musical journey. And I have loved every song that you've released, such as My Way Back, Since I Let You Go, Double Take, Playing Nice, Golden Hour, and now Influence, which we will talk more about here in a couple of minutes. But it has been so fun to watch you experiment with your style and sound. And all this experimentation has really helped you. And it was required before settling on the right mix. So with that said, how would you describe your musical style and how did you find your right mix? You did mention like trial and error and trying new things, of course, but how would you describe your musical style now and how did you find it? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's been really cool over the last few years. I've been able to, like you said, just experiment with different sounds kind of from more like one direction that's a little bit more pop, one that was like at the very beginning, super country. And so I feel like even just drawing from my original influences from music is like Avril Lavigne, Britney Spears, Shania Twain, Taylor Swift. So many different styles just kind of were very influential on what kind of music I liked. And so I feel within that as an artist, I really, in my creation of songs, I wanted to try a little bit of everything and really just kind of see what kind of fit and what was kind of flowing. And then I feel like from that, because I kind of went one way a little bit more and then another way, it was kind of cool to be able to kind of find a happy medium with everything. And I definitely feel like in the last year, and especially with everything coming up this next year, I've really found home in the the pop country world of just the storytelling, but also with really hooky and poppy melodies. And I feel like it's a great representation of me as a person, but also just the music that I love just as a music lover. So I think that's kind of where we found home and I'm really excited about it. (laughs) You sound really excited about it. And your face says you're really excited about it. You just lit up when you talked about that, which is so exciting. So when you go into the writing room or into the writing space that you go into, what do you go in with and how do you create your songs? I mean, it's been really cool. I feel like it kind of varies based on if I'm doing a co-writer or if I'm writing by myself, but I feel like I, one thing I always want to put out there for myself is just to have an open mind, no matter what kind of situation I'm going into. Cause I feel like I've entered the room with some amazing writers where I thought we were going to write one thing, or I thought this concept was one thing. And like keeping that open mind, I was able to be open to any ideas and perspectives they had on it. And a lot of the times those other writers and their brains have been able to put this beautiful spin or these beautiful additions onto this concept that I thought was one thing. And it just becomes this beautiful thing that is just so much more than I thought it would ever be. And so I think for me, because I've write with so many different types of writers and everyone does write so differently. And even when I write by myself, I feel like I have no consistent thing that sometimes I just sit down and it comes out in 40 minutes, or sometimes it takes me like five months to write it. But I feel like just 
being open-minded to whatever scenario and just kind of allowing the song to kind of just naturally come out has always kind of been my, well, now, now more so is like, I've understood that it's kind of just the best way to approach things and just kind of seeing wherever it falls. But yeah, I'd say that's kind of where I found a, a consistent thing to enter every write on. <laughs> I love that. So do you have any special moments that you remember with co-writes or during writing your own songs? Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. It's been really cool to kind of write with so many different people, but there are certain moments, especially with like certain co-writers of mine where my brain is thinking something and then they'll say it out loud. And it literally is like, they are just like speaking everything that's in your head. And it's the weirdest, but most amazing <laughs> thing ever. And I think from that, it was really cool. I like with, with Hannah Gazzo and Chelsea Hayslip, we've been able to really kind of read each other and bring about like very similar writing styles, but also our own kind of version of how we approach songwriting. And I feel within that we've been able to write some stuff that, I don't even know how it came about. I don't even know how it makes sense now, but it was just the most natural thing. But we were just like in each other's heads and just started writing all this stuff. And it was just uh, the coolest feeling ever. And so like anytime that happens, my mind is just like, this is amazing. This is why I love music. That sounds really, really cool. So you did mention that most of your influences are like Shania Twain, Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, and Avril Lavigne. So what is it about these women that have inspired you? I feel like there's so many aspects, but I think the overall core is that they're such strong women. And I feel like they're very solid in who they are as people and as businesswomen, but also just who they are as artists. And they've never been afraid to fully go to the extent to express themselves and be themselves to the full extent. I feel like for me, whether that's Avril, who is more like the pop punk, but also she comes from like the little bit of the country background too. And then Shania being well, Shania and then Taylor Swift with her songwriting and everything. I just feel like there were so many little bits and pieces that were different from each artist, but kind of were able to come together in some form and just make sense to my brain. And they're just, they write the melodies that I love and the lyrics that I relate to. And so I feel like within that, they've just inspired me to be like, well, they made me feel amazing with music. How can I do that for other people now and do that from the inspiration that they gave me? So I love that answer so much. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So you do have a lot of different inspirations. You have experimented a lot with your sound. How do you remain authentic in an ever-changing world with ever-changing music? And how do you plan on staying authentic and true to yourself? It's kind of crazy because I feel like I've been doing this for about five years now. And it kind of feels like I've gone through so many different like stages of myself and stages of my life. I think even looking back, I remember a mentor of mine, Brian Farrell, told me at the very beginning of when I first started doing vocal lessons and trying to be a singer is that you're going to get a lot of yeses and you're going to get a lot of no's and it's going to be a total roller coaster of emotion. But throughout all of the highs and lows of it all, you really just have to come back to who you are as a person and why you started doing it and why you love music. And I feel like I've had so many moments of that over the last few years, especially in the midst of all the craziness and kind of being overwhelmed. And you you do have a little bit of self-doubt because it's just such a crazy world right now. But I've been able to really just kind of come back to that of like, I started doing music for the reason I explained two of my inspirations. I want to make people feel the way that my favorite artists have made me feel. And it also, it feeds my soul. It is like therapy to me. 
It makes me so joyful. And so no matter what all the crazy industry side, it kind of, you know, it can get kind of mumbo jumbo sometimes, but I feel like if you come back to the core reason of why you love it, it's one of those things that I think you can carry throughout whatever stage you're at in your career. So I think that's kind of the best way to, that I can stay authentic and just kind of remember the girl who started doing music, even though she had no idea what she was doing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you do. And that is all that matters. And we're so glad that you did figure out your sound and who you are and that you are making music. And let's back up for a second. Brian Farrell is a legend and you've had the chance to work with him, of course, many times. He's a mentor. I know this interview is about you, but we got to talk about him for a second. How's it been like working with him? Oh my gosh. I feel like he's one of those humans that you just, you feel so grateful that you've been able to cross paths with him. Like he's just kind of like this amazing human that just seems so magical and it's just so brilliant. And so to just to have any sort of wisdom and hear his words, it's just the most amazing thing. And I'm very grateful that to have his advice and his mentorship from so early on in my career. And he's had such an impact on not just me as an artist, but just me as a human. And I feel like he has had so much to offer me in my career. And it's amazing to see him working with so many amazing artists. And he's just a beautiful soul and beautiful human altogether. So yeah, he's wonderful. I can't say enough wonderful things about him. I have weirdly been to his house, but I didn't know how big of a deal he was when I was in his house. I was just at Sate and we were doing an interview with him, for him, about him. And I just thought, oh, his name is Brian Farrell. He's like a vocal coach, mentor, whatever. I didn't really know who he was at the time. And then all of a sudden, like six years later, I find out who he is. And I'm like, wait a sec. I had the chance to meet this man. And I just, 19 year old Sarah was like, okay, cool. Like that (laughs) is the kind of person he is. It's like, A hundred percent. He's just so amazing. And it's cool because I I came across him because it was when the Junos were in Calgary. I can't remember what year it was, like 2016 or something. And I went to the Junos songwriting circle and Paul Brandt was playing and he mentioned his mentor and vocal coach, Brian Farrell. And that was right before I started doing music. And I remember thinking... I will find Brian Farrell. And I did shortly after and then kind of the rest is history. But yeah, he's amazing. (laughs) We are going to talk about and play one of your songs now. And uh, Double Take, I believe this was your third single to come out. And I absolutely love it. But before we play it here, let's talk about what Double Take means to you. Oh my gosh, that is like my little song that could. I love that song so much. It's one of those ones I wrote it by myself in like 45 minutes in my basement. And it was it's cool because it started as what what felt like a love song but I feel like it kind of just started to represent this this change in my musical journey and the direction that I was going and it was like this combination of country but like nostalgic 2000s pop and it was just the happiest little song and so it means a lot to me and it's kind of a it's a pivotal song in the in the change of direction with my music so I love it (laughs) essentially the song came to me when I was kind of going through these feelings of like a change in my my life and just this different stage that I was heading into as as just a a human and kind of reflecting on where I've been like the concept of like the broken stairs and kind of looking back at like the journey that was like literally like this just ups and downs of like how did I get here but somehow I ended up in this concept of like the universe just brought me this amazing world of opportunity and I'm just like it's amazing how I had to go through all of this crazy stuff that has no correlation, but somehow led me directly to where I am now. And I feel like that's just such a cool concept for life in general, for everyone. Like you never really know why each thing is happening in your world. And then all of a sudden just like snaps and you're like, oh, I get it. And so that's kind of where it came from. So... 
take by our guest, Megan Dawson. Love that one. Now you have been a semifinalist in local music competitions, including country 105's rising star, the stampede talent search, and you have deservedly been nominated for several awards from country music, Alberta in numerous categories at the YYC music awards. You were chosen to take part in the RBC launchpad entrepreneurship program and the CMI artist entrepreneur program. And you got to open up for Andrew Allen on his sold out all hearts come home tour. And you have achieved so much and it's been so amazing to watch and congratulations on all your achievements and all your educational aspects in your career. And maybe it is one of these things I just mentioned or something else, but what do you feel has been your biggest achievement so far? It's kind of crazy. Cause like 
I feel like with all the amazing things that have happened, I kind of look back at just all the different moments of my career where I was just so like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think it was a matter of just kind of sticking with it. But I feel like with everything that was so amazing, I feel like that moment really hit me during the CMI Artist Entrepreneurship Program here in Calgary. The mentors, the other artists, it was just the most inspiring thing that I was the most out of my comfort zone that I had ever been. And I was absolutely terrified, massive imposter syndrome of like, how am I here with these amazing artists? Really just feeling so supported by them, but really also just finding this confidence within myself of like, I'm just going to embrace this opportunity to the full extent. And whether I fall on my face or it's amazing, it doesn't matter. It's all a part of the journey. And I feel like just allowing myself to experience that to the full extent was one of the most freeing and confidence boosting part of being an artist. So that was a huge thing for me. And it was crazy because it was just right before the whole world kind of went to mayhem there for a sec. But yeah, it was just probably the one of the most amazing memories, but also it's just instilled so much confidence in who I am as an artist. So that was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, really cool. What is something that you would love to achieve in your career? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's definitely all the things of like, you know, like playing at the CCMAs or like playing at the Grand Ole Opry, like all those things would be friggin' amazing. And I think though, in general, with kind of coming back to the root of why I started, I think to just be able to know that I've inspired people and that my music has made an impact on their lives. And that in regards to like, I've been able to meet amazing humans and continue to collaborate and work with the just amazingly talented people. I feel like that in general, if I'm doing what I love, I feel like at the end of the day, that's just a total win and like the most amazing career possible. And so just to continue to do that for as long as possible. But one random thing that I think would be super cool is the day that I see someone have like my lyrics tattooed on their body, I'd be like, that is so cool. Like I would be like, my mind is blown. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about your tattoos here in a couple of minutes too, because I do want to get to know you outside of the artistry of Megan Dawson. But before that, I got to ask, Five years into the industry now, what would you say has been the biggest lesson you've learned in that time? Many, many lessons. Um, but I think in general, it's allowing yourself to never be in a box, to always keep experimenting, keep learning, keep feeling all of the emotions of the highs and all of the lows. Because I, in general, every single part of that is so important to recognizing and being grateful for where you're at today. And so... I think, yeah, just really like being able to allow yourself to experience all of those emotions to the full extent and not hating yourself for it. Not being like, oh, you were too happy about that. Like calm down or, whoa, you were really sad there. Like, it's okay. Like it's totally fine. Nothing is ever perfect and it's never going to be. So I think that's just kind of a main thing. I think that's amazing too. And I feel like mental health among the entertainment industry is such a big topic right now. And we do have such big highs and we do have such big lows. How do you balance it all out? From the sounds of it, you do stay fairly positive and you remind yourself that this is part of the process and part of the journey. But do you have any tips or tricks for other artists that may be new to this industry that are starting to experience the highs, the lows, the yeses, a lot of no's and everything else in between? I would say that it, and it is really hard right now, too, because I feel like social media is such a, a spot for seeing all of the amazing things that are happening with everyone around you. And so sometimes and I can admit to this myself, I was definitely like, am I doing enough? Am I relevant still? You know, and you kind of get a little nervous at that. But I think it's remembering that everyone's journey is so different. No journey looks the same. And I think that like 
it's really just trusting your gut when opportunities come to you if you feel that it's an opportunity you want to take and it's outside your comfort zone and you feel like it's going to make you grow as a human go for it and if it ends up bringing you something amazing or if it ends up teaching you a hardcore life lesson i feel like either way it's incredibly important and necessary and and not comparing yourself to someone else's journey because i think that your journey is unique and that's what makes the story so beautiful so going through that and just allowing yourself to experience all of it and not judging yourself for any aspect of it. But I would say that's probably the main advice. And I remember hearing that very early on too, is like, the, like whether you get the yeses or the nos, every journey looks different. You're not, you're not going to have the same journey as artist A or artist B, like yours and unique to you. And that's the, it's a beautiful thing. It's not a detriment. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. And that's the fun of the journey. And I feel like in music, there almost isn't a destination. It is all just a really fun adventure. <laughs> it is. It really is. And kind of just continuing to learn about yourself as an artist, creating music that goes this way or this way, and just, you know, seeing where it all falls, but it's all part of the journey. It is. <laughs> and I feel like if there is a stage, you are on it, which always makes me super happy to see that you have shows coming up, whether it is a pub or a cafe or a CMAB stage or a sort of virtual stage or a Blue Jay session, intimate songwriter stage. That is great. So what are some of your favorite stages to perform? And what are some of your least favorite stages to perform on? I feel like it kind of is like a total mixture. Like you said, I kind of had like a full range of a little bit of everything. I love that every stage is so different. And I think overall, one thing that I've learned, especially doing kind of the acoustic thing for so long is really it's you get really comfortable with being vulnerable and being the only one up there with your, your voice and your guitar. And if you mess up, it's on you. But I think for me, that's been a really good thing because it's kind of allowed me to figure out how to handle the pressure of that, but also just to like embrace the fact of like, there is going to be imperfections, but that's also like totally okay and totally normal. And so I have loved to be able to like spanning from like playing at the Calgary airport was like, I have made so many like amazing memories there, like, and so meeting so many cool people just passing by and just seeing it kind of start off someone's journey, whether they're coming home or they're leaving just to start off their journey on kind of like a cool note. I just loved being a part of that. But also I love playing at the King Eddie. That place is like literally some of my favorite memories as an artist. And I don't even know, like, that's the thing. I feel like I don't even know if I have like a fully like, least favorite or anything. Cause I feel like every single gig, whether it was like bigger crowds or smaller, I've always just kind of been like, you know what, this is fun. I could be like, you know, doing something that I really don't enjoy. And I love this. So music, it makes me happy. So whether it's me alone in my basement, or if I'm playing in front of like five people or 500 people, I'm like, this is nice. I'll take it. I'll take it. We love it. <laughs> That's so fun. I mean, I got to ask though, too, like if you weren't doing music, what do you think you would be doing? I think, well, it's cool. Cause like, over the pandemic, I've been able to kind of embrace some other things that I love. And that's including digital marketing, which it kind of goes over into the music thing as well. But I love marketing and branding. I love video. I love creating video. So I, I like to think that that's something that I, as I am kind of pursuing it as well, I think that I would uh, continue to do that whether music was here or not, because I love the concept of business, but I also love the creative side of things. So I think that's just something that I could see myself doing for, even if I was able to do that for like other artists and, or any influencers or businesses, I just, I think it's really fun. <laughs> 
Well, we're putting the word out there. <laughs> if you need anything done, Megan Dawson's got your back. <laughs> hey, hit me up. <laughs> so do you prefer doing the live shows or do you prefer studio time? Oh my gosh. I feel like it's kind of a mixture. I, it kind of depends on where I'm at, but when I am in the whole studio recording portion of my year and creating music in studio, it is so much fun. And especially this last go around, we we were able to record with Dan Swinimer out in Langley, BC, and it was a total blast. It was so much fun. And I think just being able to experiment with like sounds and styles and learning more about my voice, like it's just such a cool experience. But then also like I think of like on stage and just the feeling of like connecting with people right in the moment and kind of like the nerves and the rush and that you're terrified, but you're excited and you just, you leave those experiences and I'm just like beaming. And so I love both, but I think right now, like, especially with just creating so much cool music, I'm so stoked about it. Studio has like really been a cool thing right now. (laughs) Well, I'm super excited to talk about what is next for you coming up in the next year or so, but we'll get there in a second because first we got to talk about you, get to know you as Megan Dawson, not the artist, but I know that is a massive part of your personality. That is who you are. But first off, we got to talk about your dogs. They're the sweetest, cutest little bundles of fur I've ever seen other than my dog bear, but they're so cute. Let's talk about your dogs. (laughs) Yes. This is the best topic ever. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. We have like our little maple and hazel. So maple is a shorty, a shih tzu yorkie. And then maple or hazel is a Maltese yorkie. So a morkie. And so we call them the orkies and they're just the funniest little creatures. And I love them so much. It's not even funny. (laughs) They are the sweetest. And you take the cutest pictures of them and they're so photogenic and they're like, Megan, we love you too. (laughs) I really like to think they enjoy the photos because yeah, they're just, they're very photogenic. They're literally just trying to be peaceful and sleep. And I'm just like, oh no, no, no. It's picture time. You look adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Always picture time with cute dogs. And also, like I mentioned, we got to talk about your tattoos. You do have several tattoos and tattoos have many, many meanings. So let's talk about your tattoos. When you got your first one, what was it like? And were you addicted after that? Or was it more of just like a self-expression thing, which I know Um, it is that too. Yes, it's it's definitely both. But yeah, the first one I got was this uh, fearless on my arm here and it's right across. So when I'm strumming my guitar, I can see it right on my arm. And it was kind of cool because this first one and my first couple were definitely like, I really wanted to think about it and make sure I really knew the message behind them and that they, because they're going to be on my body forever. So I was, I thought about it for like a good couple of years before I actually went and did it. But this fearless one was actually, Brian would always tell me just be fearless in everything that you do. And I was like, hundred percent. And then also Taylor Swift album fearless was like a huge inspiration to me this was my first one that I went and got done and I was so nervous but my mom came with me which was super cool because I feel like that might have gone the other way where she's like no no tattoos but she was like hey let's let's do it and she was so supportive so that was really cool and so terrified and but I got the first couple done and from there I was hooked and I knew that was going to happen because people told me that once you get your first one you are done so you are like you're hooked forever and yeah, so it's uh, kind of spread. I think I have, I want to say 10, 10 or 11 now. So <laughs> compared to almost like innocence jewelry, rather than buying jewelry, I just buy the permanent jewelry tattoos on my body. <laughs> 
Heck, why not? So also we got to talk about the fact that I don't know if you still have this Instagram profile up, but it was Grandma Meg. And I remember a couple of years ago, you and me used to joke that we'd be in bed by eight. Like we love tea. We love being cozy. So let's talk about that part of your life. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my gosh. I can't even, I think it still exists. I think that like the profile still exists, but baking is still my therapy. It makes me calm and I do it whether I'm stressed or super happy. I just love, I'm still actually, I think I'm really close to perfecting my chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that is something I'm very proud of. So grandma Meg definitely lives on. And yeah, for sure. I'm one of those people by like 9 PM, I am shutting down for the day. I am like, give me a cup of tea or just anything cozy. And that's my vibe. That is still definitely, I feel like that's never going to go away. (laughs) Never, ever going to go away. What is your favorite kind of tea? Honestly, like, I think I love a good, like apple cinnamon spice kind of tea or just peppermint, which is so, I don't even know why, but peppermint is just like any time of the day, it just feels right. So that's a good one too. (laughs) Very, very good one. So before we talk about your new single influence and about the music video coming out for it, I want to know what is something about you that we wouldn't know about you from just following you on your socials? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. This is one of those questions where you're like, I feel like there definitely is many things. I just <laughs> right on the spot. I think I do love cooking. And also I'm I'm vegan. I, I guess I don't really post about that too much. Yeah, I that's a kind of a part of my world. I am addicted to drinking a lot of water. I always need I have my support water bottle with me at all times and I can't leave the house without it. <laughs> I love that you call it support water bottle. <laughs> It's my best friend. And it's funny because like, if it's not with me, I swear I'm like, where is it? I need it now. And I don't know what it is, but I played volleyball when I was like growing up and younger. And so I think it's just like my coaches would always say, stay hydrated. And ever since then, I'm like, I will never forget that. But as a vocalist, I guess it's kind of a good thing. (laughs) Oh yeah. Especially in Alberta where it's so dry, like 365. (laughs) 100%. So it's always with me really random, but I guess those are some. The more random, the better. All right. So Megan, before we talk about your new song influence and the music video for it, we got to talk about what's next for you this year and beyond. Yeah, I am very excited for this next year. I've been able to really meet and grow a network of amazing humans around me. And I'm really starting to create music that I am very, very, I'm proud of everything I've done. And so this, this next few songs that we have coming out this next year, there's lots of new music coming and never had that before, but I am just so excited and so ready. And so every time I talk about this, I just kind of smile ear to ear because I'm just, it's, the whole it's the songs but it's also the experience of it the memories but just the people and I'm just so excited <laughs> you look excited and you sound excited and that just makes me excited and now I'm smiling ear to ear cheese I love it and also what I love is your new song influence now before we talk about the song itself you have a music video coming out for it I do yeah we just posted about that today and it's coming out this Thursday which I think is the third February 3rd and it was really fun. We shot it all over Banyard and it was uh, a day of me performing the song. And then day two was uh, with me and Brad from the duo called Flasher. And we were able to just kind of go and do fun frolic couple type things, even though it was absolutely freezing outside. The song kind of, you know, it kind of worked with the concept of the song. So, 
Was this the first music video that you made? I'm sorry. I can't remember. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I have never made a music video before and ever been in one. And so this was like a very unfamiliar territory, but, and usually, like I said, I've done videos, but filmed them for other people. So it was so fun being able to just like be in a music video for my own stuff. It was so much fun. <laughs> so how does that work? I always wondered how a music video works. Like, do you lip sync it? Do you kind of sing along with it? Like, how is it all pieced together? Yeah, it was funny. I definitely like turned back to like my videos of watching of like Avril Lavigne and stuff, music videos. And she, I, people always say that you should actually sing along to make it like look pretty legitimate. So essentially like what we did was we played the song like probably 20 to 25 times top to bottom. And I would sing with it and we would just, perf- I would perform the song in like these different settings and different sets. I personally decided to just sing it. And then at the end of like, once he, we took all the footage and Oliver edited it and puts the actual music over top of it. And so hope it all kind of syncs up and looks pretty legit. But yeah, my voice was very tired that day, which was kind of, I didn't expect that. I thought I was just going to be physically tired, but I was like, oh, wow, I can't even talk right now. So <laughs> well, we're glad you're back to talking. And before the video comes out, which will be the tomorrow of the air date of this episode, this song influence, you love it because it's the first time as an artist, you're singing on a song that you were not a writer on. This song came from the world of your producer and Madeline Merlot was a writer on it, for example. And this song is like being completely immersed in the feeling of being in love and stepping out of your comfort zone. So let's talk about how you made this song your own and how you adapted it for Megan Dawson. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Cause like when I first met with Dan, our initial plan, I had no, I, even I, I knew that you could like, you know, record other people's songs, but I was obviously like, I never really thought of it for myself. And when I heard the demo of the song, I immediately connected with it because stylistically it really fit where I was going um, with my voice and just as an artist but then also just it really fits where I'm at in my life and the concept of being just like very immersed in a love that's very like positive but it's new and it's outside your comfort zone but that's kind of the most beautiful part about it because you get to learn so much more about yourself as a person and immediately it was just something that I connected with and I was very nervous obviously stepping into the vocal booth I was terrified because these writers like Emily, Dave Thompson, Madeline Merlot, those are names that I was like, I admire so much. And so I wanted to do as much service as I could to the song and bring to life the story that they had written. And I just really tapped into how it felt to me as a person who just loved the song itself. And I just sang it from the perspective of how I'm feeling in my own life. Really started to just experiment with my voice. And it's really cool because I feel like the song, it kind of does bring out like my lower part of my voice, but also a super bright part. And that was just really fun for me to learn about myself as a vocalist. But it was so funny because again, like I was terrified, but it felt incredibly natural. And with how it came out, I couldn't have been more happy with how it kind of turned out and all came together. (laughs) Well, you definitely made this song your own. And before you played here, introduce it for us. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this is my new single influence and you can hear it everywhere on streaming platforms. And I am so excited that it's out. Is it the flashing lights or the smoke in my eyes? Maybe the crowded room me to see tonight. No, I ain't even been, I ain't even been drinking. Why's it kind of feel like the room started spinning? The closer you get, the further I go. I don't know what I'm 
with her latest influence and a couple of minutes ago you heard her song double take those two songs and all of her music are available wherever you buy download or stream your music right now and make sure you follow along on all of her social media and she does have all the social media accounts under megan dawson to follow along on her very promising and exciting musical journey and career and also for her influence music video which comes out thursday february 3rd which if you are listening on the wednesday this came out that is tomorrow so exciting congrats to megan on that a massive thank you going out to megan for hanging out on one to watch wednesday this week that was a wonderful time and you are welcome back anytime girl that is your one to watch wednesday for this week thanks so much for hanging out my name is sarah scott have a great rest of your day (laughs) 